Good morning. Welcome to BTC Devotional, Being Transformed by Christ. Well, I hope that these lessons have been truly transformative as we've been talking about kingdom principles. We started out this week discussing the first principle, which is God is our source. Yesterday, we we talked about the second key, which is guarding our heart. And today, as we get into today's lesson, we want to talk about the third key, which is dealing with unchecked anger. Well, before we get started, as always, let's welcome in God's presence. Father, we just welcome you, Father God. You're so awesome. You're so great. Lord, we thank you for this time of sharing, this time of listening. Now we're asking that you will speak to our hearts. Use your servant. Allow no word to be spoken to be my word, but allow it to be your word. May your people learn from you. May they understand from you how to apply this word daily in Jesus name. Amen. I'm going to start off as always. When we go into an environment, if you ever stepped inside of a room, you may have said to yourself, wow, it's hot in here. And you came out and, and sweating or or you may even stepped into a room and said oh man it's cold in here well we we understand about as you go into both of those two extreme environments you may find yourself looking at the wall and looking and adjusting and and looking at the thermometer to see the temperature well Today, what this is designed to do is to be the thermostat. How can you change the temperature? I remember going to work and coming into my supervisor's office and seeing that the first thing that he did was gave me this sort of mean look. And I had to go ahead and allow that not to affect me. But what I'm teaching you today and, and the Lord used me is dealing with unchecked anger. Because today I'm gonna start and I'm gonna get back to that. In, but I wanna start with this first scripture. Where does anger first come up in the Bible? We find it in Genesis, chapter four, and we start out with the story of Cain and Abel. Before we get started, you can see that there is a difference between both brothers. One is a keeper of the flock, and the other one is a producer of the ground. In other words, he's tilling the ground. But one of the things that you need to understand that both of them were raised by Adam and Eve. So they both understood about their relationship 
with God. And they understood the prerequisites about how to worship God and who he was. They've been raised there all their life, and here they are as adults. So I'm just going to put us right in. And no, this is not a lesson. I'm not, as I said, on giving or tithes and offering. But in the course of time, it says that Cain brought his offering to the Lord. And it was the fruit of the ground. But Abel, bought, on his part, he brought an offering from his firstborn. Do you see the difference? It was his firstborn of the flock. See, Cain just bought the fruit of the ground. Cable, Abel bought the firstborn. There's a big difference. In other words, he just didn't gather something and bring it to God. And again, this is not tied in offering. So, in verse 5, the Lord, I mean, in verse 4, it says, and the Lord regarded for, the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. In other words, he had favor. He, he, he had a, it was a sweet smelling aroma regard to Abel's offering but for Cain's offering he had no regard so here it is so Cain became very angry and his face was gloomy who was Cain angry at I want I want to I want you to understand who was I want you to ask yourself that question who was Cain angry at then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face gloomy? If you do well, will your face not be cheerful? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door and it desires is for you, but you must master it. What was the Lord saying? What was he saying? So we know that, according to the Bible, anger is not a sin. We understand that in the scripture that, and I'm going to go through the scriptures, anger is not a sin. For it, it said in Ephesians 4, chapter 4, and 26, verse 26, it says, be angry and yet do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. So God had no issue with anger, with, with Cain's anger. The issue was, is when he told him, he said, look, you must deal with it. He was telling Cain, he said, why is your face gloomy? He said, he was telling him, he said, it is sin's desire is at the door, but you must master it. In other words, he was saying to Cain, look, I understand that you're anger, but you got to get to that place to where you deal with your anger. And when I talk about unchecked anger, many people, what happens is when they get angry, one of the things that you would notice that when they snap out, 
or when you somebody just do something out of the flesh, such as all of a sudden hit somebody, haul off and hit them. The root isn't. That's not the exact root. That's just the surface. The slap or the the hit was just something that occurred at the moment. But the root could have been previously somebody disrespected them when they were younger. So they decide I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. So this is what I'm going to do. Or the root could be I lost my job or um, this is out of my control right now. So really anger. And we see it here in the Bible. Well, who was Cain angry at? Well, certainly Cain was upset. He wasn't upset with Abel because, and I'm getting ahead of myself because in the scripture it says that Cain ended up killing Abel. Abel didn't have anything to do with his offering. That was Cain's offering. Cain's issue was with the Lord. So the issue is when I feel that things are not going my way, I'm angry. Or when I can't control their situation, I'm angry. So the issue is, who am I angry with? And what is it that I'm supposed to do? Well, here in the scripture, the Lord tells him, Satan wants to master you. Your anger wants to master you. So why don't you bring your anger to me? But instead, he kept going down the path. So as we reflect on this principle, we're talking about what does the Lord says about it. In James chapter 4, Verse one, it says, what is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires that war within you? In other words, as I said, the root isn't the person that you're angry at, the wife that a husband hauls off and comes in and beats her up because of things going on and it's, or a wife snaps on the children when she comes into work. That's not the root. The Bible says you want what you don't have. So you scheme and you kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and you wage war to take it away. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God. Hmm. So in order to deal with the unchecked anger, what God was telling Cain and what God is saying, we need to address the issue with him. If we learn to deal with him and bring it to him, then things could be properly addressed. But then it goes on in James and says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. And you want only what you want to get for your own pleasure. So God is saying, bring it to him. Be honest with him. Because we have to check our motives. And then 
understanding that when we're honest and we're clear with him, things will work out according to his plan. Now, we have this, this other issue here because the cross represents our vertical relationship with God and our the horizontal represent our relationship with man. So does that mean what I'm saying is as they intersect and you're here on earth, does that mean that we're not going to have conflict? Certainly not. If that's the case, Solomon wouldn't have echoed this in Song of Psalms, this small book in the midst of a relationship he gives us a key, a, a, a small token of what we need to be aware of. In Song of Songs, in chapter 2, verse 15, he said, catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love. In other words, before things get out of control, he says we need to deal with it. As, as men and women, when we have an issue, how do we address it? Well, Jesus gives us a key as well. In Matthew 18, chapter 18, verse 15, he says, Now if your brother or sister sin, I'm going to say sister, go show them his fault in private. Did this say build an ally? Did this say go get the people? You know, when we were growing up, that's what would happen. As kids, that's what would happen. If somebody getting ready to fight or there were, a, you go get your group and I go get my group if we had an issue. But here, as an adult, what Jesus has said is, Go in private, and if he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you so that they can be witnesses as to what's going on. In other words, that's when the mediation starts. Some people go before when the issue comes, they go right to step two. Instead, what Jesus has said, what we're supposed to do is go and try to attempt to solve the issue first with you and the brother. In the Old Testament example, Joseph could have did the opposite after being thrown in a pit, after being sold in slavery. What did Joseph do? When he finally got all of his brothers today, Together, he kicked them all. He kicked out the Egyptian men. He could have gathered them around his brothers and say, get them. But instead, he kicked them out. And he dealt with the issue. Now, in dealing with the issue, one of the things before he dealt with the issue, he tests them to see exactly if they change. In other words, just when... You decide to get back into relationship. And I'm not talking about forgiveness. You need to go back and listen to that podcast. I did that a few, a uh, couple of weeks ago. But I'm talking about dealing with unchecked anger. In order to deal with unchecked anger, 
you must deal with the issue so that the issue doesn't come out of control. In other words, before the wildfire break out, in order to prevent the wildfire, we can put out the small fires. And that's what Solomon was talking about, the little foxes. So if we learn to put out the little the little fires, they won't become big. And this is what Jesus has echoed to his disciples when he says, and then in verse 18, he says, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, you shall have be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And then he says that for, he said, I say to you that if two of you agree on anything on earth, heaven or earth, and that they may ask, it shall be done by my father who is in heaven. In other words, this is where the two or three are gathered together. I understood this for years and years. I struggled with the scripture on binding and loosening. And one of the things that I didn't understand younger growing up is I didn't see the context. The context was an offense. What Jesus was saying is, if you guys get together, come together in a compromise, you're going to be more, do more together than being in a disagreement. So when we deal with the unchecked anger, if we learn to check our anger, check our issue with the person that we have an issue with, we'll be a begin to move and do more in the kingdom and in God rather than in disagreement. Wow. I'm going to close by this last scripture. I'm going to go back to Ephesians chapter 4. In verse 29, it said, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. But if there is any good, any good word for edification according to the need of the, at the moment, say that so that it will give grace to those that hear. We're talking about believers. We're getting into disputes and we're being offended. We're talking about Christian marriages. How do we people see us. We're image bearers. In other words, we're bearers of Christ's image no matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we see. People are seeing Christ through us. So the things that we say, we must be aware that is this something that edifies, glorifies, or expands Christ's kingdom? If not, we don't say that because the verse says that do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, slander must be removed from you along with all mine malice. Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also forgave you. As I started out by saying being a thermostat, even in an environment where somebody you may come into office like I did, where somebody's angry, sometimes the issue has nothing to do with you. But 
just like me, one of the things that I had to do was go right back and go into my my area and pray and ask the Holy Spirit. But what eventually happened is the supervisor came to me. See, I knew that I hadn't did anything, but I knew that it was something bigger. So all throughout the day, he would begin to talk to me. I didn't go in there and say, wow, it's hot in there. I simply changed the thermostat by my attitude and by the way that I presented myself, being respectful, walking in authority and being making sure that I'm speaking kind words. Some of the things that we're going to have to learn to do, even in dealing with another situation where I come home and the Holy Spirit says, hey, something is going wrong. And your your wife may be dealing with something. So one of the things that I had to do is pray. Go in. And then later she came to me and she said, hey, you know, I just miss you. And you, it's just been a long day. But see, if I would have met any the anger or anything that was going on in the atmosphere, it would have been both of us going at each other. But when we deal with what's going on, we can deal with the little foxes and the, the little small fires will not become a wildfire. Let's close right there. Father, we thank you for this word. Unchecked anger. Lord, we know that this is in order for us to expand your kingdom. You want us to close and shut down, shut down things right where they are. You want us to kill off the little foxes before they start ruining everything and going around, every, tearing up everything. Allow us to see ourselves, holding ourselves and accountable to stand on your word, dealing with the root right where it is and not allowing our, our emotions to carry us off into an area that we shouldn't be. Lord, we thank you for, the, for this word. Teach us how to stand on it and walk it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we talked about anger, we talk about having a relationship with the Father. The only way truly anger could be dealt with is first by allowing Jesus to come into your heart. And in order to do that, it's by accepting him as Lord over your whole entire life. Because we said that usually when there's anger, that means that there's something that's out of control. Well, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, then things are always out of control because you always, you can, any situation you can be subject to. But for us that are in Christ, we understand that the Lord is in control. But you, young man or young woman, it's time to do something different. Today, I want to invite you to start allowing Jesus to take control. So do me a favor and pray this prayer with me. 
Just say, Lord Jesus, I am surrendering my life to you from this day forward. I'm asking you to come inside my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for all of my sins, and I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just begin to thank him. Father, for those that have prayed that prayer the first time, I'm asking from this day forward that they would see a difference like never before in their life. I'm praying that your spirit will inhabit them and that they would see that you love them, that they're valuable, and that you have an amazing, amazing purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, young man or young woman, I'm asking you to reach out to me at DMH at BTC empower.org. All right. Talk to you. Have a wonderful day. Remember, God is our source. That's key number one. Remember, guarding our heart is the second key. And the third key is now dealing with all unchecked anger. Have a wonderful day.